is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys Week 5, Episode 3, as Giants Week is now upon us here from the star in Frisco. The team back out on the practice field this week as a, a whopping leader of the NFC East and a 4-0 perfect start to the season for your Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wait, that's not what happened, right? They're going on the practice field 1-3, and three, right? <laughs> I, I messed that up. Oh, man. Right. Uh, yeah, so just to, to keep it wow. blunt, still a little disappointed. <laughs> And still a little butthurt from the first couple weeks of the season on my end. However, I am encouraged because we're getting some reinforcements back this week. And, of course, a team on the other side that is 0-4 and doesn't have a win so far in the division. And we're going to break it down for you. Cowboys defense, how are they going to stop this Giants offense? That has been pretty easy to stop, to say the least, in terms of the first four weeks of the season. Kyle Yeomans, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison with you here on DallasCowboys.com. Glad you're with us. And, Rob, we saw some roster moves yesterday. Brandon Carr, the veteran corner slash safety out in Dallas. And big reason for that is the potential return from Anthony Brown. Is that the case going forward and one of the big reasons why Carr was released? Well, I think you can kind of connect the dots there potentially. I think you know Mike McCarthy will talk to us after the show and they get back to practice today. He is eligible to come off of IR this week. Uh, they put him on IR, I think, the Saturday before uh, the Week 2 game against Atlanta. So they've got 51 guys on the 53-man roster now, so there's there's room to bring guys on uh, from IR. There's there's other guys eligible. I think Layton's eligible, Sean Lee, uh, Cam Fleming. I think Cheeto's got another week before he's eligible, and I don't, I don't think he's quite ready anyway. Uh, but if they get Brown back, man, that's, that is big. And, I, you know, the Brandon Carr thing surprises me, guys, a little bit. I, I just I expected him to step in and, if not start, be more part of a rotation, and he wasn't. He played, uh, I think he was active for four, all four games and played 21 snaps. So a little surprising there. Yeah, yesterday, yesterday, Rob, you were talking about uh, seeing him a little bit more than when the, uh, the announcement came that he was released from the team. I said, well, there goes that, Rob. Uh, we won't, won't be seeing that. But you guys are, Rob, you're right. Getting Brown back is going to be huge for us. Uh, his experience on the outside, I think we've been missing that. We saw, obviously, last week that Worley uh, didn't have his best outing as the week keeping it blunt and nice. Uh, but Brown, Brown, Brown would be uh, an, uh, an addition to our defense that I think anyone would welcome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brown's coming back. Um, I don't believe that's the reason why B. Carr was cut, but we're going to leave it at that. You know, B. Carr got cut because Brown's coming back. Um, there's other rumors that are out there. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, his stint is over here. Um, good luck to him in the future, and um, hopefully Brown can bring something that he was, that Carr wasn't. Okay, so is this a is this a, a, a rumor that we can't necessarily talk about on air, or is this just you, you making a joke? Well, what What is the reason you think I, Brandon I, Carr was? I feel that 
I, I feel as if the rumor that's going around, and I don't have any merit to the rumor. I don't have even a real source. I don't know if it's really good to talk about on here. But the rumor is that he spoke up about their defense and a defensive coordinator um, and their their level of play and their level of play calling uh, to date. And that kind of that kind of saw his exit up out of there. So um, I, I have seen that happen in the NFL before. Um, it's not a league that really likes people to step up and speak against the regime. Mm-hmm. And they kind of get you up out of there when you do. So um, that's what I've heard. If, if that is the truth, then it makes sense because I've seen it happen in the past. But again, I don't I don't have a valid source on that. So it's just rumors. Gotcha. And, and rumors do fly whenever moves are made like that. But uh, also the Cowboys adding a couple of tackles, one to the active roster uh, in Greg Sanat, who spent last year with Kansas City, who was on injured reserve for a good amount of time and then started the year on the Browns practice squad, and the Cowboys went and plucked him. So he's currently on the 53-man roster that sits at 51 at the moment, but Whenever it comes to these additions and you talk about secondary and the, the fact that uh, you you cut a secondary player, hopefully to get Anthony Brown back, but you add two more tackles, Rob, what is the thought process behind this? You've got Terrence Steele, Brandon Knight already there. I know that we have Cam Irving that's available to return this week, but is this just maybe another uh, depth move from a Cowboys perspective of adding a pair of tackles here? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think... I would put offensive tackle as one of the hardest positions to find depth. It's really hard. Um, usually if, if teams have them, they hang on to them in training camp, and so you don't see a lot of movement uh, with tackles after final cuts. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as many issues that they had on the offensive line, I think if they can find somebody, they you know, and maybe shuffle in and out. You know, Alex Light's out of here. Uh, and, you know, try to add some potential depth in case they have more problems up there then they got to do that. And, you know, Cam Irving, I'm not sure exactly where he is in his rehab, but they said it could be a four- to six-week deal. So if that's the case, then he's not quite ready anyway. Um, so that's probably the thought process there. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, I think it's red flags, man. I, I think it's red flags, Kyle. I, Rob. Okay. I, I just I don't like it. I don't like it. You keep bringing in tackles. It, to me, it's just, it's just and being that you have Tyron Smith back, right? Uh, he's back. He played. He played a good game. Um, and you bring in more tackles, right? All that sign. Oh, this is a red flag to me that Lyle Collins is probably not looking like he's going to come back anytime soon, if come back at all. Because why would you continue to add depth at his position if you intent if you uh, expect him um, to come back? So to me, that's a red flag. It's not good um, on that right side. Hopefully, they can find somebody that's permanent. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think the reports were over the weekend he was going to have surgery today. And right. that, that hasn't been confirmed by, by the team officials. Uh, you know, they've been kind of vague about it, as they have with a lot of injuries. But it doesn't sound like he's going to play this season. So, but, yeah, they're, they're looking for contingency plans. And uh, obviously they've shuffled that position during the game. And, um, and, and we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Cam Fleming, when he comes back, he's a veteran piece. But he didn't win the job in training camp. He didn't Cameron. play a lot in training camp. But he didn't win the <laughs> Why do I always do that, man? Maybe it's because it's Giants. <laughs> Cam Fleming is on the I other side this weekend. He's on the other side. It's all good, weekend. Rob. We're going to talk. Make yeah, sure. We're going to talk about that Giants <laughs> offense. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you. I've written that too. I've been, I've been called out about that. Um, yeah, they, they just they, they need options. They need options on that side, and I think Brandon Knight's probably their best option. And maybe he's going to get the start again on uh, on Sunday. We'll see. 
Yeah, it's it's understating the the depth problem that we have at the offensive line, and and again, it's just been a game of musical chairs. Especially when you go back to the Seattle game with Martin finishing at right tackle, we have to find the balance that we're looking for in the offensive line, and we just hadn't got there yet. Obviously, you guys have been able to isolate situations with Steele against other you know defensive ends in the league that. They've gotten the best of them. I think with the yardage and everything, the, the coaches are just not fooling themselves to think that they're in a good place offensive line-wise. They see these guys every day, and they know that they need to get more depth in. They, they currently have four offensive tackles on the practice squad. They have four offensive tackles on the active roster, and then they have two on IR and, <laughs> and Lyle Collins and – uh, with, at least at the moment, Cam Irving moving into this week. So oh, they've got man. 10 signed. They must be, they they, they must be getting ready to come out with a, with a, with a – they must be getting ready to come out with a nine a nine O-line uh, setting or something on offense formation. I don't know what the heck they're doing. There's a lot. It's going to be a bunch of offensive tackles and then Zeke in, yeah. the back in the backfield, and that's it. That's that's what you're running with moving forward. Uh, okay, so we we also got the uh, – we also got the, the – News this morning that Snacks Harrison, one of our targets in yesterday's GM session, has reportedly agreed to sign to the Seattle Seahawks dot 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 practice squad as now he is off the market at the moment. Now we'll see if that stays, if he stays on the practice squad for very long. He may not be able to because they'll probably pull him up or somebody will pluck him pretty quickly. But Snacks Harrison at least for the moment, off the roster. But I mentioned Anthony Brown earlier in that secondary and what he brings to the table coming back. And We've seen the struggles from the secondary. Trayvon Diggs has had a rough go of it as a rookie in his first four games of his professional career. Seemingly, you have an easier matchup this this week, but then you've got DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald on the other side of things. Also, Christian Kirk, who's had a pretty good season for Atlanta coming up, in, or excuse me, Arizona coming up in week six. But, uh, Heckma, whenever you look at Anthony Brown and what he brings to the table from a cornerback position, the depth of having him back already improves, but what does he specifically bring back that you have been missing desperately over the last four weeks? You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a good tackler. I, I would say that uh, we've had so many busted plays and miscommunications and coverages, but a lot of it is attributed to missed tackles, and our secondary has been doing a very poor job of that. I'm hoping that Anthony Brown is the piece that we can put in to at least stop these big plays. Uh, we've had guys just running free, uh, not being able to get guys on the ground, and if for, from that perspective, I think tackling is one or being physical is one of Anthony Brown's strong suits. Yeah, that's the that's the point I was gonna I was gonna hit on. Uh, heck, is the physical aspect, right? It's the the physicality, the grit, um, the the tenacity that he has. I think that this this secondary is missing right now. Um, it's another reason why I think we've been talking about other individuals on that are out there and free agents um, that we could bring in uh, for for those same for those same characteristics. So hopefully he brings that. Uh, hopefully he he is that same player. He brings that to the squad, and then hopefully you know um, he brings a level of of, of uh, competitiveness to this group that. Hasn't, obviously hasn't been present. And it, you know what? It does get easier this week. I know you mentioned Hopkins in a week from now, and I know the Giants will we'll get into their offense. It, it hasn't been good, uh, but they have guys back there uh, yeah. that, that, can, that can run routes and get separation and make plays. I mean, three, four different receivers, including Evan Ingram. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, some of their problems has been pass protection up front. Uh, but if they get that, 
then they've got receivers who can win routes. That it's not going to be easy against against this Cowboys secondary again. It's going to be something that I think we'll see this week specifically. I mean, Golden Tate, who seemingly is not going to be suspended for his altercation with Jalen Ramsey following last week's matchup, he will be available. And even if the the league decided to throw a suspension on there, there's probably going to be an appeal, and so he would probably play this week anyways. However... Uh, you're exactly right. I think this is going to be a week where you need to get healthy from a secondary perspective, and Anthony Brown coming in certainly helps you out in that regard. But I think it just takes pressure off of Trayvon Diggs a little bit, Isaiah, because Diggs has been really the the one having to carry the load of facing a top-wide receiver. You may not have to throw him on a Golden Tate. Uh, Sterling Shepard's on IR, so that's probably their top receiver at the moment as well. But uh, you look at those guys in the secondary, just having Anthony Brown back just adds that much more confidence in that secondary that absolutely needs it. Yeah, it's going to add some confidence, man. But like I said, I just I, more than more than anything, like I said, that's just the competitive side, man. I mean, you you need competition at every position, yeah. and I, I don't feel like this position has as much as we talked about it going into the season with all the depth that they have. Right? We didn't say all the talent that they had, but we said all right. the depth that they had. Uh, we you would you would assume that it would have been a highly competitive group because everybody's vying for time. Everybody's vying for you know for for those snaps. You know, you don't get that many snaps. So um, I think Brown brings that, and I and. And, and this week, you already mentioned it. You know, Golden. I know Golden. Golden's my dog. We used to we used to stay up and go to GameStop and try to get Call of Duty games at, at midnight. You know, at, on release date. So I, I know him. He's competitive, but Golden's not going to run by you. You know, so yeah. that's that's not a challenge, and that's where we've had issues at this year is people running by us. Not necessarily stuff underneath, but the but guys getting over the top. So this is a great week to bounce back, build some confidence, because next week, <laughs> ooey. Yep, we back at it. And, and and you know what? I, I feel the same way. But I got to say this, Kyle. When it comes down to Anthony Brown, he's not going to improve your pass rush. And no. if he's not going to improve their <laughs> pass rush, he's going to be sitting on an island for four or five seconds. And, and look, Daniel Jones, as bad a year as he's having right now, if you give the guy enough time to see the field, he can find an open receiver. And so... That's some of the problems that the back end of our defense is having is just the lack of a pass rush and getting quarterbacks on the ground. So love to see Anthony Brown back. We just, you know, outlined his physicality and what he's going to be able to do from that standpoint. But this defense is historically bad and they have problems up front that Isaiah in your film study, you pointed out. I mean, we're just losing the line of scrimmage. And I know we're going to talk about the Giants offense and it doesn't matter who you play. It doesn't matter who you go up against. If you're giving up 307 yards rushing, you're going to get beat by the bad news bears. <laughs> That's a great point because this past week against Cleveland, your thought process was, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get run all over by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb." Instead, it ended up being Dearness Johnson that ran for the team high Who? total. Exactly, uh, the team high total <laughs> for Cleveland with ninety plus yards. And uh, I guess originally you go into this matchup in Week Five and you say, "Oh my gosh, here comes Saquon Barkley. We can't stop the run." Now Barkley, of course, sidelined with his ACL injury that. He 
he sustained in week two, but it's Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, Devonta Freeman. It's a three-headed attack again from the New York side of things, which is what we saw from Los Angeles in week one. So it'll be tough to stop. When we come back, though, here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to talk about that, that Giants offense, just how poor has it been, the return of Jason Garrett on the other side of his turnover as the offensive coordinator now in New York. We'll talk about that when we come back as Talking Cowboys continues. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Delicious to Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Here we go with segment number two here of this Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys. Glad you're with us here on DallasCowboys.com and the various streaming platforms. And, of course, got to start with our reads today. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United. I'm going to start giving Heckma reads. I feel like Heckma could have a solid read Every now and again, the and sultry, the sultry voice of Heckman Harris. You got to include smooth jazz. I do. Had the sultry voice of Heckman Harrison. We had the the trust tree, and we were in the nest yesterday. Whenever we were breaking down this team and the the performance that we saw last week, yeah, uh, we've got plenty of trees. One T R E, other one T R Y, but. Let's break down this uh, this burning tree of the Giants offense because it has been rough so far for our old pal Jason Garrett who makes his return to AT&T Stadium. We all knew this day was coming. It was circled on the schedule that Jason Garrett was going to make his return as, of course, the offensive coordinator now for the New York Giants. And 
He returns with headlines surrounding him in New York, but not for the right reasons, Rob. It has been a dismal start for Jason in New York, but it really... Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with, with no Saquon Barkley and now Sterling Shepard, quite possibly his top target, out due to injury at the moment. But what have you seen so far from this Giants offense that the Cowboys defense can absolutely take advantage of? I've seen not a lot of points scored by the Giants offense. I think they're averaging like 11.5 points so far uh, through four games. And... Daniel Jones just continues to have problems back there, and some of it's on him. Some of it's, um, you know, holding the ball too long and waiting for things to develop uh, behind an offensive line that doesn't give him a lot of time usually. Um, and he got sacked five times by the Rams. They had some false starts, and they just got themselves in a lot of down and distance problems. And that's kind of been the story for them uh, throughout. That you know they've had trouble running the ball, they've had trouble throwing the ball. And um, I'm kind of surprised they hung in there against the Rams and lost by eight points because they, you know, they really couldn't talk about control the line of scrimmage. They had they had a lot of trouble doing that. Um, but they did find a little bit of something in the running game in Week Four. They were last in rushing before uh, that last game, and they ended up with like 130 something yards. So I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, we we think this is a get right game, but the Cowboys are going to have to go out and show that they can stop the run because. Jason Garrett's going to come out and try to do that. Like that's we know that about him. He wants a power running game and take the pressure off his young quarterback. So I fully expect him to test the Cowboys' defense that way. Heckma. Okay. Um, well, I, I, look, Danny Danny Dimes. He wins two straight games as a rookie, and they give him a nickname, Danny Dimes. And in comes new offensive coordinator Jason Garrett, and now he's looking like. <laughs> He's looking like Daniel Peso. He's not looking good at all. He's a sitting duck. He's a sitting duck for our defense. The offensive line, uh, PFF grade, everyone's failing. But the thing about uh, a team like the Giants and what makes them so dangerous is the fact that their offensive coordinator, they knows uh, personnel, who we are. And so that gives them a leg up on just kind of circling who guys, what their limitations are. But at the same time, I mean, I'm not overlooking them. I feel like from a running back standpoint, uh, it's uh, Wayne Gallman, mm -hmm. to me, is the more explosive between Lewis and, and uh, Freeman. But, at, you know, look, it's going to come down. It's going to come down to the, the Cowboys stopping them from getting into any kind of rhythm. It's not Golden Tate that worries me. It's probably going to be Darius Slayton uh, right. that's going to give you a lot more of a threat as far as stretching the field vertically. I know they're hurt, uh, but they're at the tight end, they're as good as any team uh, because Evan Ingram, he can run all the routes, and he's probably going to be isolated with a safety or a linebacker. So let's not just look over this team and think this is a feel-good game that we can, you know, homecoming right now because they're not, you know, fam you. They're going to come in and play us. Oh, uh, geez. Um, yeah. Uh, so Jason Garrett, uh, you know, Jason Garrett is going to get up there. He's going to say, guys, we're, we're just going to, you know, we're, we're just going to show up and we're going to play. You know, we're going to play every day and we're going <laughs> to every every down. And, um, you know, every 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 play, one thing you guys can guarantee that's going to happen is I'm going to do. Clap it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Listen, this team, this this offense sucks. Uh, There's no way, no way around it. I'm not even going to sit up here and try to make them sound like they that they're going to be competitive. They it's suck. Nice of their pace. offensive coordinator, yeah, their offensive coordinator sucks. 
Um, it's been the same offense for a very long time that he's been running. Everybody in the league knows it. His running back situation is his doggone musical chairs. His offensive line is terrible. They play with terrible leverage. They can't hold a block for .2 seconds. Uh, the quarterback has happy feet back there like he's a little penguin. Uh, the receivers, they're not, I mean, they, yeah, they have Slayton that can run by you, but other than that, they, they're not running by anybody. Ingram has, for the last three years, has had the potential to be a really good tight end, but that's all that we've been talking about is the potential. He hasn't done much, and may, maybe that's in part to their ability for them to actually get him the ball. They're just bad news bears, and if our team doesn't just totally just take a baby wipe and get these guys off the doggone surface, I don't Damn. know what we're going to do because this 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 is about as easy of a game as you can hope for. No, wait a minute, oh wait God. a minute, champ. Now you know it's in, you know it's any given Sunday, and the last thing that we want to do as a historically bad defense is breathe any confidence into an already bad team. And yep. from a, I mean, we're giving up the most yards in rushing passing uh we're not getting any turnovers so even with all that said and and just how you outlined so eloquently how bad they are uh there's still a team that if you give them a first quarter in which they score what two touchdowns that's going to breathe life into a team that really is looking for a reason to lay down don't you think a defibrillator couldn't bring these guys off his back to life. Understand this. Okay. Hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I think Heckman is bringing I mean, up a fantastic point here, though, because as much as you're saying about the Cowboy or about the Giants' offense being that bad and a defibrillator, that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Gi- okay, listen, say listen, listen. About the Cowboys' defense right now, the same exact thing. Uh, yeah. All right, let, let me let me let me let me put this to rest. Okay. The Giants. The Giants' offense is the worst in the league statistically. So is the mm-hmm. Cowboys' defense. Because listen, 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 okay. listen. Okay. listen. Okay. I'm coming I'm to that, Kyle. I'm, I'm coming to that. I know. I, I know. You, I, it's, it's Wednesday. It's not Friday yet, Kyle. Yeah. You got to wait for say it with your chest. Okay. They're statistically the worst offense in the league, not only because of execution, but because of their ability, their talent level. Mm-hmm. Facts. Defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. We are the worst statistical defense in the league because of execution, not because of talent. So if your defense that is full of talent decides to actually execute, then guess what? You can go from the bottom of the barrel to the top of the barrel real quick in a hurry, which I think this defense is going to do over these next four weeks. This offense has zero chance. Their offensive coordinator is not good. Their quarterback's not very good. Their offensive line is terrible. Their running back situation, that he just got there. He's trying to get established. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. He don't know what he signed up for. They're not a good team. All right. I'm just saying, from the team that I, when I, when I played with them and we won a Super Bowl, that was a team. I don't know what's happened over these past seven, seven years. It's, it's been bad. But this, this team currently is awful. When Daniel Jones is your leading rusher and it's not close, that's not good, and that's a product. That's a product. Uh, that's a product of the fact that he's, you know, he doesn't have time back there, and he does. He'll take off and and you know not trust his reads at times, and and turnovers are. Pro- that's where I think they have an opportunity because I'm. I disagree a little bit. I, I've got to see the Cowboys defense, yep. no matter who they're playing. Trust trust their assignments and do their jobs. Correct down to down because. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm kind of over though. They're talented and they'll get back to it. We have to see it on the field. We haven't seen it for I'll four weeks. So, um, but that being said, Daniel Jones has, I think, 16 starts and he's got like 17 picks and he's put the ball on the ground like 20 something <laughs> times. They 
finally maybe the Cowboys can get some takeaways, and maybe that's going to help the Cowboys' offense if they can also themselves take care of the football. Rob, Rob, what, what, Rob, what Isaiah is doing is like Chepetto. He is puppet mastering us. He knows. Don't don't let Isaiah do us like this today. It's Wednesday. No, we're gonna have a good show, we're, we're, and we know, and you know, and you know clearly. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, hey. hey. One thing that people know about me is I'm always gonna keep it 100. I don't no, care. that's okay. Hey, I that's, keep, that's I don't care what we get is. If you, if you, that's if you, if, if the Giants are playing at 100, percent yeah, and, and the Cowboys are playing at 100, percent in you guys' heart, what happens in that matchup? If they're playing at full steam ahead, what happens Isaiah. in that matchup? The Cowboys, Cowboys win by more the Giants. Cowboys win by multiple scores. True, exactly. right? They destroy. But they them. haven't done that. They haven't Which, done that. They don't, don't have any proof that. that they can. You don't have any proof that they can do that. And what's been happening on our side? You're saying talent on the other side. Assignment for us, and and it's been alignment and assignment that's been getting us beat. If we go up there and our defensive ends are stretching up the field and not keeping contained or getting beat on contain, if guys in the secondary that are being sent on these blitzes or not getting home, we will lose. It's just the truth of it. It doesn't matter how talented or less talented a team is. These are NFL players that still know how to do their job. And so if we're not defensively going to play within the confines of what Mike Nolan is trying, what he's trying mm-hmm. to convey to this defense, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter who you play, Isaiah. It doesn't matter. It, it does and, not and, matter. And, and, and hey, I, I do agree with you on majority of what you just said. However, the areas in which the Cowboy, you guys, I've been dragging our defense all year, right? Oh, absolutely. So, so, so um, the, the areas in which our defense have struggled have been in two areas. Run, run defense, right? Run defense, which this team can't rush. Just facts. They just can't rush, right? And then are getting beat deep on routes, which they don't have the personnel to beat us over the top on routes. So where we have had a disadvantage over these first four games, we now have the advantage just purely by walking out there and lining up. Just simply by lining up. Now, they, they, now they, they still have to execute. I'm not taking that away. They have not done that. But I'm relying on their ability that to, one, have better personnel, which we do, and two, actually have a little bit of manhood and say, guess what? We're not going to allow this team to come in here and beat us, especially this our, our old our, our old head coach. I almost called him an OC. He was my OC, our old head coach. <laughs> and I think there's something to it in that regard, too. I mean, you want to beat that guy on the other side of you. And the talent level is obviously much higher in Dallas than it is in New York. But I think whenever it comes down to this matchup, you, you've got to take care of the defensive side of the football. I think Anthony Brown will add a confidence level. We talked about when was the last time that this defense really looked confident. When was this defense doing their job the right way? I think Anthony Brown takes it care of, of, of one of the rest of the 11 because he's, I think, better than really any of the other corners, maybe besides Trayvon Diggs that you have out there. And just having him input it back into the lineup is going to help out a little bit. But we do need to take our second break. When we come back, we're We're going to give our grades, first quarter grades for the offensive line and the defensive line. We started that series yesterday. We continue it coming back next here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. 
Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talkin' Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, the third segment, <laughs> final segment here of our Wednesday edition. Glad you're with us here on Talking Cowboys as we lead you into the week five matchup between the Cowboys. <laughs> And the New York Giants. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lenses for you. See more, do more Essilor. And guys, I we started this uh, segment yesterday in talking about the offensive grades for the running game and the passing game through the first four weeks of the season, grading things by quarters in terms of this Dallas Cowboys football team. We want to go to the trenches today. Honey this is where things might differ a little bit. There's been a lot of storylines through the first four weeks of the season in terms of the uh, in terms <laughs> of the overall uh, trench play on both sides of the football. But let's start offensively in the offensive line. Grade out the offensive line once again from an A-plus to an F-minus scale. And Isaiah, we'll start with you on this one. B-plus. Mm. Oh, get out of here. Get out of town. Oh, man. Where's the apple? Where's your apple? Oh, come on, dog. Are you serious right now? Okay. B plus. Why? Buddy, B plus. Where's the run game? We're we're known for for having a run game. Where's it at? We we haven't had it. Right? So, throwing a ball, yeah, they've had they pass block. Awesome. That's one half of your job. Right, but the, the the core and the heart, the character of this team is running the ball. We have not been able to do that. You have one of arguably one of the best running backs in the game behind you, and you and you and you only get what ninety yards rushing with him over two weeks. The heck with that. Wait, wait, B wait. Plus. Did you say, yeah? Did you say D plus or B plus? D or B? B B plus B B 
B. Okay, B. Well, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty damn good grade, actually. That's good. Your, your yeah. explanation's making it sound like a D is what we're saying here. No, it's a B plus. It's a, it's a B plus. They've been, they've been pass blocking. You don't you don't throw for this many yards unless they, they do a heck of a job pass blocking, and they face some really good defense alignment out of some front sevens over their first four weeks. So they've done a heck of a job in that regard, but they only get – they get it. They don't. They don't get anywhere near an A for me um, on that regard because they have a run block. So they have to figure that out. So they get. They get a B. They get a B. They're passing. They're passing. But if they drop any lower, they don't pass in a graduate program. <laughs> wow. Now we're in graduate school. That's I unbelievable. Like it. First quarter of the season. All right, Heckma. That's so confusing. It, what just happened? Did he? Just, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, like that's a that's a pretty good grade. Like I. That is, I was not hey, expecting that. Pretty, Were you expecting hey, that? Pretty good for a, for a line that we've been bragging about for years. That's pretty missing. Good. That's missing multiple starters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, B plus, B plus. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna look. I, I graded the, the running game as a C minus yesterday, and so I'm gonna pass that to the offensive line as well as a C minus. Uh, we hadn't been able to get any rhythm in the running game and, uh, and uh, a positive yardage in the running game. And like you said, Isaiah, and I, and I take uh, I have to look at that and take some real consideration to the fact that they have been doing a pretty doggone good job in pass protecting. But in run and run, we have nothing. And so uh, with this with the shuffle of offensive linemen and the job that we've been able to do just over the last couple of weeks, I, I got to go see minus. I'm a little bit in between you guys. I'll go B because I think, uh, yeah, th- th- when Dak has thrown 115 pass attempts with a compromised offensive line and he's, they've pretty much kept him upright for the last two games, I think that's pretty good. But at the same time, you're right. They haven't, they haven't and it's their own fault. They haven't established the balance they want to establish um, so in the run game. So I, I think they're somewhere in between. I think it's been decent, especially dealing with the injuries they've had, but it's not what they need it to be and it's not where they expect to be uh even with Tyron being back so yeah and I kind of agree with you on that one Rob specifically based on the fact that uh, whenever you're whenever you're looking at your report card you don't really start getting those those progress reports and those bubble guts until you get around like the 78 77 mark 81 82 (laughs) you're feeling pretty good about where you're at I'm still getting a little bit of the bubble guts when I talk about this offensive line. So I'm going to say a, a C plus in, in the regard of you, C plus. you haven't necessarily had yeah. uh, you haven't necessarily had the running game that you want to. You've had these injuries, sure, but that should easily uh, put you from a C plus through the first quarter of the season. Make me get you back to a B plus where Isaiah is by the time the the next report card comes around, and then maybe we'll we'll talk about getting you to an A in, in the third segment of the year. But y'all yeah. are spoiled, man. Uh, well, Y'all are spoiled. Well, it, we got made fun of yesterday for having too high a grades over here, Isaiah. We were saying I just, we were yeah, I just see right. that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, we yeah. know who got the apple this morning. Mm. I left. Yeah, I left my apples downstairs. Hey, I was going to bring they, some, actually. They have faced a lot of uphill battles, and they've done a heck of a job with what they've had to work with in comparison to what this this offensive line has been in the past. So they've done a heck of a job for the guys that they for them to be you know Philbin. Hats off to you for playing real, you know, playing all these guys and moving them around and finding a way to keep your quarterback upright. They protected their the, the most uh, the most valuable asset on their team, and that's Dak Prescott. I'm not gonna lie. If if we were grading coaching jobs on this uh, through the first quarter of the season, I think Philbin would be right up there in terms of the coaching job that he's done in order to fix up this offensive line and get it to not only where it's serviceable but is 
hopefully ascending throughout the rest of the season once you get Tyron back for multiple weeks at a time. And then, of course, with no Lyle Collins, hopefully they stick with Brandon Knight over at the right tackle spot and you're feeling better about yourself uh, here in the second quarter of the season. Okay, now here for the fun part. I want to see how low these grades can go because Isaiah might have a, a first failing F grade here on the defensive line. Switching sides of the football. We'll let Isaiah go last, but Heckma, who you got for the defensive line A-plus through F-minus grade? Yeah, I'm look, we can't give an N for income. You know, we can't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to have to be an F. It, it's got to be an F. These... Look, when you turn on the if you just go from week one all the way through week four, and it's a bit, it's, it's horrible. And, and these guys are just getting beat. And if you have gap assignment and you're just getting deboed out of your gap and guys getting blocked together, reached, it, it's just ugly. And we talked about it, and I, and I posed a question to Isaiah about just drills and, and where the competition is in practice just to see why guys are are getting manhandled like this at the line of scrimmage it's embarrassing so I, I, there's no other grade to give uh, the defensive line other than the F I'm sure they give themselves an F I'm not going to go quite that bad I'm going to give him a D because I think I think Alden Smith raises it a little bit in terms of what he's been able to do first four games back five years gone uh, it wasn't good for anybody against the Browns, but he's giving them some, some life up front overall. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what, what happened up front against the Browns, um, you just can't, it, it just can't happen. You know, they got dominated up front. We saw it in the running game. Uh, we saw it in the play action. And, and it, it gives me concern going forward no matter who they're playing, whether it's the Giants or, or anybody. So uh, I, I don't think Demarcus Lawrence has been 100%. I think he looked better in this game, but it's not good enough for everybody overall, as he said himself. So I'll go. I'll go D. Yeah, I think I would go D minus. Cows, cows still getting apples. D minus. No, he's not. He's not getting apples. That uh, D is is. No, I said you. You're. About, I know. I, I can feel. I can feel that you're about to. You're, oh, you must yeah. receive some apples. At, I can feel it at coming least, right at now. Least a B plus. I mean, have you seen Alden Smith? No, 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 no. This is a D minus job. <laughs> you, you, you straight up. You, you just I like it. Well. I like it. You haven't played well at all. The only reason I'm not giving it an F is Alden Smith. He's been the one bright spot. If he's not there, this is an F at the, the uh, straightforward F failure. We need to re, not restructure, but we need to rethink the way that we play defensive line. I think this is a team that also, or a part of the team, that could turn things around as well. But right now it's sitting at a D minus, right tinkering on the edge of an F. And I'm not afraid to do that in quarter two if they keep it up as well. So, Rob and Kyle, you guys both got apples today. I knew Kyle was going to give him a D. Oh but, but Rob, Rob, you, you give him that much credit, Rob? I'm keeping it real. Yes, I think. No. I, yes. Is a, D a, is a D a good grade? No, like, I didn't D, have Ds and, and felt a, good about D, it in school. A D means that you were 60% efficient. 65. This, hmm. Okay. Mm. D- I, I, I think I look at D and being like, that sucks. Rob, Rob, you kept it, Rob, it, you kept it, it real. Don't, don't, Rob, you kept it real. Just go it, stay it, to D. Am I, am I wrong for saying, for thinking that D is from 60 to 69.9%? Am, am I wrong in, in my thinking? No. Oh, okay, so, so, so Rob and Kyle, you guys are saying that they are somewhere between 60 to 69% efficient on this defensive front. Sure. Sure. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. I would say that. Hey, heck, heck I'm, I'm with you, heck. Heck, I'm with you, okay? We're these brothers. Guys, out of all these snaps these guys have played, they are not grading out at 60%. Sorry. 
Not happening. So if we're going by the book, these guys are F minus. F minus. F minus. Mm. Yeah, if that's a thing. Whatever that is, like whatever that is, create it. <laughs> F minus. These guys have not had a presence. There's not one offensive line in this league that respects them. And for that reason, you get an F minus. And hopefully. But the- they're going to dominate Sunday. They're going to dominate, gonna dominate Sunday. Yeah, they're going to dominate this Sunday okay. because, they have, the, they, because, because of, they have the talent to be A plus. Right. It's, 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 it's a light, right? So there's a light switch. So right now the light switch is off. These guys can easily walk in the locker room today and flick that doggone light on and say, guess what? I'm a man. I'm not going to be disrespected by another man. I'm going to go out here and play balls to the wall. But they haven't right. done that so far. But they can, right? Yeah. They absolutely can. The New York Giants offensive line can't. They're, they're light. They just they have no power. They didn't pay the bill, right? They can't flick it on and off at all, right? But our defensive line can. So to date, they are our F. Like all the way F, capital F. Change all the font, italicize it, underline it, bold. They've been an F. And that because of that, they know that, like Heck said, they know that they play like that. So wake up, go play some ball, and get a dog on A this week. Get your confidence back, fellas. Yeah, it's gotta be about it's gotta be about pride because yep. they know that everyone if they can't even turn on the television without, you know, every national media outlet saying that they're the laughing stock of the NFL. So this gotta this has to be about pride. And you just go through the names of the guys that we have. These are besides from Tristan Hill, most of these guys have been in the league for a pretty good while. And that's, you know, look, their reputations and their pride, a lot of these guys, man, they they don't want to have that stepped on and they've been getting a beating in the media. It's a veteran-laden group that no has been underwhelming. That. I mean, that's that's the the plain and simple, cut and dry way of putting it. They have been underwhelming and uh, right on tinkering on the edge of a failing grade overall. But n- none of it has been good. Hopefully, that life switch turns on this weekend, and we'll talk about the other <laughs> side of the football tomorrow uh, in terms of the Cowboys' offense and the Giants' defense, which is probably a much more entertaining matchup than the one we talked about today throughout the course of our last 45 <laughs> minutes. But we'll also hit the linebackers and secondary grades for the start of the season tomorrow uh, to wrap things up on our Thursday edition. But that's going to do it here for Wednesday on Talking Cowboys. Special thanks to Chris Beam in the back, but for Heck Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?